Welcome to Ship SAS Faster with Vulcan and myself, Simon, where we talk shop about SAS. What have you been up to? Um, not too much, just focus mainly on products and uh, enjoying the weather while we have it in the UK. Really? I think the weather's been all over the place. Yeah, it? but it's not been too bad. Like, compared to, say, um, when winter comes, it's going to be, uh, so you've got to <laughs> take as much advantage as you can. Yeah, I guess it has been nice there. It's not been so hot, but it still has been pretty, pretty humid. Yeah, I've definitely felt the humidity. It's just, yeah, it's just been a bit of pain at night times. But yeah, apart from affecting the sleep, it's it's been nice to walk in the mornings. There's still sun and stuff. And that helps me yeah. next day when I'm coding. I found if I if I get if I miss a few days of walking, like my I feel like my coding quality goes down. I can see the trend. All right. I just hoping for a bit of rain. We still haven't really had much here. So my mum lives a couple of miles away and they had like torrential rain and like flooding and stuff. I haven't had like a drop here. Oh, yeah, we had some really bad, well, yeah, we had a ton of rain and that's like fixed the garden. Like it was like orange and now it's back to being green. Just, just one rain. Our garden is well and truly orange. Cool. So, um, what relevant stuff have you been up to? Uh, so I think, yeah, I've, this updating pricing has been a big thing. So I launched it like an MVP version of the, on the landing page kind of thing. So slash pricing, got some feedback that was a bit confusing. So I made a few changes there. Basically I had account plans and site plans and then they were both the same color. So I basically just changed it from account plans are blue and site plans are purple. So it's a bit clearer what's going on. Added a pricing calculator. So I, hopefully that, that clears up some things. And then finally, like I got to do this next week, but basically uh, add you know, the tables, you've got a list of features and then beside them, that kind of thing. There's literally like 30, 40 bullet points I've got to write out and then yeah, that's what I've got to do. I also added tooltips as well for the uh, cards, which was really nice. Like, hopefully that clears up a lot of confusion as well. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the tooltips on the pro plan don't work. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just thought I'd have a look and see what you're talking about. They're using a new feature um, that I built. I basically got components inside. Don't the say that. <laughs> That'll be you distracted this week during the podcast episode. I've got to, I've got to, uh, can we unfix that? It's all right. It's not too bad. They're, some, I think they're the exact same one. So I, I think we have a lot of technical listeners. So basically, if you use like Vue.js or something, or actually Alpine is a better example. In like Alpine, you can like set data inside actual elements. So I just set the data inside the um, element and then use that. So then I don't have to basically uh, write it three, four times in the same thing. So for, for, yeah, for viewers listening, it's basically, oh yeah. Is I've got say workspaces. I've got three on a, on three different tiers. So instead of writing it three times, I've just built a little component inside the no code builder, and that seems to have broke. <laughs> uh, so I need to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay, yeah. I see your pricing makes a bit, a bit more sense. I guess you'd have to explain to me what the difference between an account plan and a site plan is. Account plan. Oh, I see. It includes some sites. Yeah. It's just basically, I just wanted a way to tell people that it's more for like collaboration. So it's the stuff like Figma. In Figma, you have to have every single company, like if you're a freelancer, every single company you work for, you need an account plan, which kind of like makes it a bit more difficult to collaborate on. And there's other platforms like Squarespace, which don't, I don't even think they have this like idea of freelancer accounts and stuff. So it's impossible. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. So anything else you want to, what have you else you've been working on? No, I think we go, we'll go from each other. So that's you. All right. Okay. Okay. I've been fixing keywords. I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but after changing the website to the new one, like quite a lot of rank had been lost in Google. And it seems that I basically <laughs> missed a lot of the keywords and stuff that we used to have on the site. So um, it's not really surprising Google had uh, not ranked us as highly for stuff. So I've been fixing those 
actually, I did mention it last week because I mentioned about how I'd lost some articles. Yeah, I think you were mentioning about you. Maybe, it, yeah, some of it was like it, you felt like it was keyword stuffing, or so you improved the articles, but actually lost a lot of the uh, <laughs> the keywords. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't articles. It was like landing pages, and I'd made them like far. I would hope far better converting, but also I'd lost. Yeah, a lot of keywords, and then there are a few pages that had gone missing in the transition. So I wrote rewrote those. And improved them. And then there was the one I improved that was about DigiSolutions locations. And that's the one that went on the front page of Hacker News, which I've written the number wrong. It got about 9,000 visits on that day until it fell off the homepage. And then all the visits <laughs> just disappeared, which I thought was quite cool. And it got like went from zero ranking to first page, which I thought was cool for the article itself. That's one thing people miss as well. Like uh, the same with product hunt and stuff. If you if you can rank really high on product hunt and hacker news and stuff, then you and it, like the hacker news hacker news has a bunch of these copy sites that all have um, like backlinks all to your stuff. So it's just all like free backlinks if you can rank really well on these sites. Yeah, I got I got tons of those. Obviously, a lot of them are just like absolute garbage. Yeah, I use one <laughs> called like hacker news without the a in it, and it's kind of like filters by day, so it gives me like the top articles of the day. That's cool. Yeah. Because otherwise, there's just too much. If I spend, like when I was first developing, I spent like <laughs> hours a day on Hacker News just wasting all my time. Um, and now I try to limit it. Yeah. Well, considering I was like, went to the homepage and fell off the homepage within like four hours, you could easily miss stuff, I guess. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah. I don't understand the uh, Hacker News algorithm at all. Because <laughs> we had like way more comments and votes than loads of people and uh, yeah, fell off the page. But not to worry. Yeah, and I also fixing some other stuff. Like I had some redirects that well, I had some links off some other websites to us that were now dead. Like they were linking to four hundred fours. So I've been I've been setting up the redirects to fix those because I can't I can't go to all of them and get them to change the link. So was there any reason you missed them? Was it I sort of just forgotten about them to be honest. And okay. Some of them were pointing. <laughs> I think also some of them were in like a redirect loop over the years. Like some of those links are really old um, and they were redirected to something else. And then that was redirected to something else. So I've gone through. So like only one redirect from the original bad URL to now what should be the correct URL and a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff has just been shuffled around. So did HRS give you any warnings for that? Uh, they do have a, um, a thing called like broken backlinks, which makes fixing them quite easy. So I've been going through and fixing them. And then there's also like a site scoring system, which I've been trying to improve. I have an editor and she is going through all of the articles we have because we've got like hundreds of them and sorting out meta descriptions and keywords and stuff. So the score is going up slowly. I was just wondering if it was like, yeah, the reason behind the redirects. And that makes sense, especially <laughs> you've been around for a while now. So Yeah, and we like moved the documentation around and like... We used to have the version number in the docs. I don't know why, but I think that was the tool we were using. Yes, much better now. So anyway, and then some other, yeah, found some other articles that were just broken, which is obviously no good. But so, yeah, what else have you been on then? Um, so about the broken component thing. So <laughs> but yeah, basically I wanted to build like a, an advanced way of creating components. So you build it like a no coder, like a designer could build it in Vasoli and then export it to say React, Vue, Laravel, basically the Blade thing. 
and then yeah, I was going down that, and then I just realised it's going to take me way too long. Like I've got other priorities. <laughs> so after wasting yeah. you know, ten of hours on that, I was like, okay, like we've got some good work. We can leave this and leave it in my brain to think about, and then actually get back to work. And then ended up finishing the price and stuff. But uh, this is there's okay. so many fun features I can work on. It's just I like, got to pull myself back in and say no. <laughs> let's, let, let's 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 focus on a bit of marketing for now. I don't think I've actually coded anything exciting for like weeks now. I've been just. I've been doing, I've done the odd, like the odd fix and stuff, but I haven't actually got my teeth into a big feature for ages. I've been, I wouldn't say stuck. I've been focusing on other bits. <laughs> yeah. I just got really bored with this, uh, all this like pricing stuff. I was just like, oh, I need, I need, <laughs> I need to have a little relax. Uh, and then by relaxing, I mean coding complex features, which was fun, but yeah, then I had to come back to reality. Yeah. Thinking about pricing. So the other thing I did this week was I did a um, customer survey, which I emailed out to, about one and a half thousand people and I got like 2%, 2% return rate, which I was quite happy with. Um, so yeah. And that was like a, I think a product fit product market fit survey. I'd, I had like questions like, Oh, how disappointed would you be if you could no longer use Snapshooter? Yeah. It sounds like the superhuman uh, product market fit survey. Yeah. That might be the one. Unfortunately, I, when I first, I came back to it and I looked in reform at the table and all as I can see is like unsatisfied, very unsatisfied. Oh, no. And I was like, what the f-? And then I realized the question is worded like, how unsatisfied would you be <laughs> if you can use this? But I was like, why? Well, initially I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> People hate us. So yeah, once I, once I realized that I've been an idiot, uh, yeah, I got loads of good feedback. And one of the things from that was I emailed it to everybody, including the free users which I think may skew the results a little bit and I need to filter by that. But um, a few people mentioned that we could do with cheaper plans. <laughs> and probably that really got me thinking about pricing. I don't really want to go cheaper, but um, perhaps. I'd have to take a look at your pricing again, but I felt like your free plan was all right. Cause yeah, DigitalOcean might have some, their plans are pretty cheap, like five, $6. Um... Yeah. DigitalOcean have increased their prices, but um, I mean, not, not significantly, I don't think. Is or oh, I don't know actually. Some stuff has gone up quite a bit, like maybe twenty percent. But um, quite a lot of hosting companies now seem to be, or not a lot, but um, Hertzner in the in Germany also increased their um their server costs due to, and they quoted energy costs as the reason. Yeah. Well, hopefully, when energy comes down, they'll reduce it as well. <laughs> we'll see about that. Oh yeah, when energy comes down. <laughs> If you base off what the people in the UK are saying, they reckon it's going to be another 10 years before energy prices come anywhere down. That's, uh, I don't know. I, hopefully uh, that's not true, but we'll see. <laughs> I, I'm looking at your pricing now and it looks like you, you, you've like hit away your free plan massively. I don't know if that... Yeah, perhaps I could put the free plan back. Has, have you seen any effects on what, yeah, what your conversion is like? That's a good question. Might still be mid-experiment. Well, we're getting the same number of signups. Um, okay, so that's yeah, that's not bad then. Yeah, because I think like everywhere on the marketing website, it's like, I'll oh, get started, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, yeah, there's just like that one mention on the pricing page. But... There's like tiny mention below the fold. So... Oh, the, the problem with the pricing page is like, you can't have too many cards. Otherwise it gets like way too noisy with um, maybe the agency one just needs to drop off the end. And I don't know. Yeah, the pricing, the pricing is a complex one. Like, yeah, there's just so many ways to slice it up and I'm really tempted to go to metered pricing and just get rid of all of it. Like all features at a fixed unit price. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. There's some stuff coming down the pipeline that that may have to become like uh, a thing. So 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Probably, yeah, it's like depending on the customer because backup daily. Yeah, you'll have to talk customers for that one. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, cool. What's Webflower? I see that in your notes. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, it looks like Webflower. But yeah, so Webflower. Uh, but yeah, there's a pod. Yeah. Flower. Yeah. Oh, flower. <laughs> yeah. Flower. But there's a, yeah, there's a podcast called Webflower, uh, Webflower, and it's got like flowers all on it and stuff. So yeah, it does look like Webflower, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's basically the guy I mentioned last week. There's a yeah web Webflow user who's um, playing around with it a lot. Gave me a ton of feedback. He's kind of busy, but he keeps playing with it. So I, I'm taking that as positive sign. Is there something now that he's willing to keep playing around with? And then he's just giving me feedback. So I'll just keep yeah working on that. And then mm-hmm. also finally, like I've been looking for like template builders who are kind of invested in Tailwind and Vasoli ecosystem for ages. And like, after three years, I finally found <laughs> a guy. Uh, he's been building templates for a while. And yeah, he's just building free templates at the moment for Vasoli. And then, yeah, a ton of stuff around that. Like, how do I allow him to like upload that? Like, I think at the moment I'm going to have to create some like MVP, like make, allowing him to, he, he builds them and then I'll like upload them to the service or something at the moment. Cause there's no point like creating like a whole database tables and stuff just to get this done. It's like, let's, let's let him create some templates and then afterwards worry about how do I let everyone do it? Cause yeah, I think it's yeah. a pretty <laughs> complex feature. Like, yeah. And then there's a risk of like security. Like if I'm letting people upload code to the server and people can like download it and host it on their servers, on their websites, it's like, yeah, there's like scripts that people could include. So ton of security stuff I need to fix before I start doing that. And I don't even think Webflow do that as well. Like Webflow have like have manual checks. If people are uploading um, these templates, like yeah, they'll manually check them and then they'll host that. Once that you've submitted it, then it's submitted and then that's it. There's no, you can't make any changes. And that's similar to the App Store, I guess, right? When, yeah, well, everything's reviewed before publication. Yeah. And then probably scripts run on it as well, making sure there's like no dodgy stuff going on. How much are you having to pay this guy? It's all free. So that's what I mean. That's that's why I wanted someone to invest in the computer. So he's he's built templates before. So he built a thing called Wicked Blocks that got thousands of like stars on GitHub. And I think it got thousands of views a month. He ended up selling that. <laughs> yeah. So he was working with a co-founder and then they, I don't know, like had difference of opinions. So they sold that. Why? What? Why would he do it? because it's, it's so he's built he's he's actually building so i think we meant i may have mentioned it before but there's a lot of like webflow unlimited uh subscriptions and there's like design ones as well and there's like content ones um so he's basically built like a unlimited Vasoli web design development agency kind of thing so he's pushing that and i'm trying to help him with that yeah so this is basically marketing for him he designs a few templates and, it, and they're quite small ones it's like landing pages and stuff so if you like his work then you can hire him to build out the rest of the stuff that's that's why he'll do it and yeah and he's tr- and there's a lot of designers who have tried learning to code and it's just like you run into like a block uh, you run into like yeah the wall like you've got to learn to like npm install all this javascript stuff or you got to learn to install php and <laughs> it's just like yeah there's a wall where it comes it's like you can't just go from learn a bit of html to building a website and that's where webflow kind of came in and helped designers but then it was like it's not great for marketers not great for developers so hopefully yeah that, that, that hopefully that's that's what I sold him on. So now I need to get him customers for his um, unlimited service. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome. What are you doing next week then? Next week, uh, so yeah, from I got a bunch of small UX improvements to do, and then yeah, a lot of the marketing site. Similarly to you with the landing pages, I need to write landing pages for like freelancers, agencies, like Tailwind. I haven't even got like a proper Tailwind um, landing page up, so I need to make get all of this done. And then 
I'm thinking about running ads. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, not going to share the whole strategy, but yeah, thinking about running ads. I think there's like after talking with some people, it seems that there's some really cheap ways of doing, uh, running go- like Google ads with good search intent and with high like click through rates and conversions and stuff. So I, I was led to believe that Google is super expensive, but if you do it, if you're doing, if you have like some sort of unfair advantage, you can kind of get away with it, which I, which I just thought was completely and utterly dead. Cause I was looking at, like landing page uh, ads, uh, like the keyword landing page, it's like thirty dollars a click, and if if my conversion rates are one percent, then it's like three thousand dollars to get a customer. <laughs> it's like this is yeah. impossible. <laughs> like, how is that? <laughs> like, it makes sense. So like some like there's a company called like Unbounce or Instapage and stuff, and they're charging like two hundred fifty a month now, and that makes sense. It's like if you're trying to get your payback period to twelve months and you're spending three grand to convert someone, then it needs to be that expensive. It's like they've just optimized their funnel for the, for that sort of thing. So what? So what's the uh, what's the insider secret? <laughs> it's just basically like so. I get, I kind of I guess I can give it away. So there's like keywords for Tailwind that I can bid on, and they have really low low cost to click ratio kind of thing. Oh, okay. It's just so like no one's building any products for Tailwind, um, so it has low competitiveness. Ah, I see. I see. Cool. Why well, you coming and do backup <laughs> reviews for me? <laughs> I, I was I was also looking for someone to do this uh, sort of just run the ads for me, but I I just don't know. Like I feel like if anyone can run ads profitably, they could they could literally just like build a SaaS themselves and just print money. So, but maybe it's more difficult to build a SaaS. I I think. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I'll pretend you've asked me what I'm working on <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, I'm going to be going through that customer feedback and actually trying to get it into or write some notes on it and stuff because a lot of it was um, freehand stuff from people. So. I think I need to sort of somehow process it into a report that's easier for me to read and go through and update the marketing website with it. Because like quite a lot of people there put stuff that should really become testimonials. So I'm trying to email them and see, see, see what's what there. The other thing I'm going to do is try and inject some life into our affiliate program because it's been pretty dead <laughs> since, I, I don't know, I've never had much luck with it. So I think maybe a little revisit would be worth it. I think the guy from Testimonial said he's getting 10% of his revenue from his affiliate program. So I need to maybe ask him what he's doing. Cause yeah, my affiliate program is dead. I get a ton of signups, but not one person. <laughs> like, I've got like a few people who have like friends or something signed up, but it's like no one who has an audience and um, Transistor as well. I think Justin says he's got a lot of, like, he's got a few key players that just send him a ton of traffic because they rank really well for like podcast hosting, like 2022 podcast hosting. Yeah. The people I know doing well with it have like, it's basically 95% of the revenue comes from like, one percent of the referrals yeah so trying to find those someone contacted me who has a youtube channel and his video seemed to get about ten thousand views a video and he asked about an affiliate program so i came up with some nice rates for him so hopefully that'll we'll see then push live at some point but um yeah yeah i think it needs to come from the actual influence or content creator kind of thing like i tried reaching out in the past to affiliates and it's just not gone well oh but yeah it, like there's there's, this, there's this, because website building is such a like massive space i messaged some guy on linkedin he was like yeah a thousand bucks for a like rank 10 or something <laughs> it, was, it was like i don't know yeah 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 some of them are yeah it's i don't know the difference between kind of like a genuine and just a and also pay to win yeah. kind of play yeah yeah, and then uh, a lot of the affiliates have like it's like people who re- do Amazon affiliate stuff for like coffee machines. There's like no way on God's earth they've ever bought the coffee machines. <laughs> they're just uh, they're just like reviewing them based off the product descriptions. So it's just like 
you can definitely tell on some of these website reviews this is like they've just copy pasted some stuff uh, like they copy paste the pricing page and some other stuff and they say oh yeah. you can do this and it's like you, you haven't used it you, you actually don't have an opinion on this website builder at all it's just like yeah there's loads of them yeah you've just re- read some you've literally read their pricing page and somehow somehow Snapsheet has ended up in a few of these reviews from, <laughs> from companies I think when compared to other products I'm like I, I don't you, I, yeah you're right you've never used the product you've just pulled stuff off the homepage yeah Snapsheet is more expensive but it seems to be a premium product like, bro, you, 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 like <laughs> literally what they're saying uh, it doesn't provide any value at all to anyone yeah anyway <laughs> and then i guess the last thing i'm doing is looking at a physical office to rent which i don't know if it's a good or bad idea but hey <laughs> just like, what, what's the reason for the office like yeah just like the idea of better focus i'm getting a bit fed up with the home office and home life all the time <laughs> So yeah, somewhere that's like, it's a kilometer away. It's only going to take like 10 minutes on the bike to get there. It's quite close to my daughter's school. And it's just, I don't know, just a place to really cool like work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously it has a monthly expense <laughs> and rent and internet and stupidly high energy prices and all this stuff to deal with. And that, yeah, it turns out businesses are not protected by any um, energy caps. So the energy price is ridiculous. <laughs> That's, yeah, the, it's just yeah, crazy. This energy whole thing is yeah. I think you were talking about in a the Discord where you were saying like just because the energy, I might not be getting the office, which is kind of insane. Well, it was that, and also just like what's going to happen in the UK economy, like inflation meant to meant to also hit twenty percent or something, or it is twenty percent. I can't remember which the quote is, but I can not see. Uh, I can see like mortgage rates going, interest rates going way up, and yeah, it's gonna be some rough old time. That's that's tough. Like normally, I would say if it's gonna help you focus, is uh, maybe it's worth it. But now, now it's like if you get the office and you're thinking, oh well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm wasting this money. Then that would, every time you go to the office, you think I'm wasting money. Then it's then it could become a negative and not a positive. I guess every time I don't go to the office, that'd be really wasting money. So <laughs> lose, lose either way. I'm using energy at the office. I could be safe. My energy could be capped at home. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like that's, that's stuff like that. Running the, running the heating at home will cost like a more half the price just in electricity or well, more than the half in the moment. Yeah. It's just like, just making me wonder. <laughs> yeah. But then it would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. in normal circumstances, I think it would 100% makes uh, sense to do it. If I was living in, say, somewhere where I actually had, like, yeah, one kilometer away, I'd definitely like go into like a WeWork or uh, office sounds a bit overkill for me, but uh, somewhere, yeah, somewhere that's a bit different would be nice. Well, yeah, it's interesting because like it, it's an industrial park and it's the only place that's kind of like near to where we live because there are offices in Norwich where the city we're in, but I didn't want to do. The idea of commuting like 25, 30 minutes a day and parking the car and then going to an office makes like literally no sense. Where the idea of having somewhere that's close enough that's, you know, I could pop there in five, 10 minutes in the evening to get something if I forgot it <laughs> or, or even go there in the evening and then come back or just, you know, it's literally two minutes away from my daughter's house, uh, daughter's house, <laughs> daughter's school. So, yeah, I contacted the people who like run that and asked them ages ago if they had anything, and they're like, no. And then over the last few years, they've been emailing me when stuff comes available, including <laughs> including somewhere that's like two thousand pounds a month, and 
<laughs> it could probably work like a hundred people with a car park for like 30. And I was like, okay, we're not quite on the same page here. <laughs> and then eventually they found me like this really tiny unit. So it's got a small office and then a small, like, I guess, storage slash workshop area. So not needed so much, but cool place to put the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are we'll have the Snapchat to data center from there. Because I, I used to, at university, it sounds like university life kind of thing where everything's really close. Like I used to, I think it was about like 500 meters, a kilometer away. Like it wasn't on campus, but you could just walk to everywhere. So I'd go home yeah. quickly to get lunch and then go back to go back to the library or yeah, go back to the computers. Um, and it was super nice. You just divide it, it divides it up nicely. When you go home, you can actually rest. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So yeah, sometimes I come in the office in the evening and I kind of like work slash just mess around. So if I came in here just to like play a video game, that would be a bit different in my mind. But anyway, something I'm thinking about. I think it works out about all in about a thousand pounds a month in total costs. So yeah, probably going to go <laughs> go up if energy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I factored that in. I factored that in. So uh, yeah, all right. I think I think that's it. Yeah, we've run out of stuff to yeah. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> short and sweet. That's that's how I like yeah. it. Yeah, cool. Catch you next week. See ya.